absolutely blinded by the sunshine that is coming in through this window. And I have zero complaints about it, to be honest with you. Let me just close my eyes because if there is anything that I love about this old ass building that I live in is these windows, these windows that are sealed like shit and half of them don't open. And if you do want to open them, you need to pull up on it as though you are trying to save a child or a small animal from underneath a car. And you know what? It doesn't even matter. That's my gratitude for the day is man. I love these windows, even if I can't see. So I'm just going to talk to y'all with my eyes closed and you can't tell. And so it's not weird for either one of us. All right, y'all. What? We're two weeks out from, uh, sort of like our, you know, heavily Americanized, uh, big, sort of gathering meal of the season. Um, and I got some really good questions and I'm excited about this episode for a couple reasons. Some of y'all had some really good things to say in my inbox. Um, and also y'all Buttermoon, my bakery is days away from being a year old. In fact, we will be a year old when y'all are listening to this. Um, and we'll circle back to that, but let's get right into it. Amy writes, Hey Ava, I don't consider myself much of a cook and definitely not a baker, but I was put on dessert duty. Can you recommend some things that are easy, but impressive girl? If you've been listening to any episodes ever of all time of this podcast, you know that my like ultimate favorite, easy, impressive, go-to, comes together real quick. And everybody is always, you know, it's like a little show-stopping number for the most part, right? Is a galette, a crostata, whatever you want to call it, an open-faced heart type situation. She's rustic. She's versatile. And honestly, I just... I love a pie situation, right? And this is like all the things that I love about pie. But again, it's rustic. It's versatile. It comes together super fast. You can do it with apples. You could do it with pears. You could do it with a combination of both. You could get crazy and do something with some persimmons. I mean, the options, man, the options for a galette are just, they're endless. And she's timeless. And seriously, like I said, if you've been listening to this, you know that I have talked about these, a crostata or a galette, whatever you want to call them, several times because you just can't, you can't lose. You really can't. <clears throat> In fact, the only thing that I can think of that you could like possibly really mess up is like a soggy bottom. You know, prick some holes in that bad boy. Make sure that you do that before you lay down. If you're really worried about it, you can sprinkle a little extra flour. Prick some holes, you know, if your fruit is really juicy. But everybody loves a galette. I'm telling you. Just go that route. But I will also... Galette Hill can't be the hill that I die on. Although I might let it be. Um, other things that are like, you know, that people always love are like a crisp or a crumble, right? I mean, it's a little more homey again, like kind of rustic. Uh, if you want to get like fancy food, you could like serve it in cute glasses with, you know, like an ice cream situation on top. Also, we need to talk about crisp and crumbles because in my opinion, 
And if you have any act right whatsoever, you will know that there needs to be slightly extra crisp slash crumble. Also, do we know what the official difference of the two is? Do y'all want to tell me? Is it just like a matter of what, like where you live, crisp, crumble? Crisp has oats and crumble doesn't. To me, they both do. Also, this is also a thing. We're segueing a little bit. Just allow it. They need oats. Okay, this situation needs oats. I don't care what you say. It just needs oats. Okay, but they're just the ratio. It needs to be a little bit more. There needs to be a little bit more crisp slash crumble situation to whatever fruit you're using. <laughs> in addition to Galette's, this is apparently the hill that I am going to die on. Just give me it. Just let me have it. Also, <laughs> circling back to either or, um, I cannot think of the name right now, but it just came to me. Oh, what are they call called? Something gold. Rosa. Are they Rosa? Rosa apples? So the deal is, is that I've actually only been able to find them either season at Sprouts, but those are in right now and they are super beautiful. The flesh is like a, <clears throat> the flesh of the fruit, the flesh of the apple is pink, like pink hued. And I've done a galette with that in the past. And also that would be really beautiful for like a crisp as well. So something to keep in mind. Um... Also, like baked apples. And if you got those same ones, um, those would be super beautiful as well. And like these things that I'm suggesting don't require a bunch of technique, not even with the galette. Okay. I mean, like I said, forgiving, all of these are really forgiving items. You could do a baked apple. You could do a baked pear and you could even like fancy it up with, um, like a little caramel sauce type situation. Um, an affogato. Okay. Like a little ice cream situation, a little espresso. You can make it boozy in, in regards to boozy situations. You can do like serve espresso martinis. If y'all drink, um, those are making quite the comeback. <laughs> People that I love work in that area and they are making quite the comeback. And if I'm being really honest with you, Especially if you can get your hands on good coffee liqueur, and I can. <laughs> you really can't go wrong. Um, and then also pour if you're like, fuck it. I just can't. And also, like, I want to be respectful to my, the folks that imbibe and the folks that don't. But if you do and you are just like over it, right? And you're like, I'm not, I don't, I don't want to. You can bring a lovely bottle of dessert wine and say, look, I brought dessert. Amen. I hope that helps. Like I said, baked apples, affogato, baked pears. You could do a crisp, a crumble type situation. Or there's the galette. <laughs> do you like that I ended on that note? Like you could do all of these things, but also just go ahead and do the galette. Use those really pretty apples and uh, circle back. Let me know how that goes. Um, Y'all make more galettes. I'm going to start, I want to make like at least a galette a month. Just, just cause. So let's, let's circle back to that. <laughs> I'll let you know how I'm doing. 
Okay, so Michelle says, Hi, Ava. I'm the only vegetarian in my family, and I want to make a show-stopping vegetarian main dish. Can you share some of your favorites? <clears throat> so I know that I've talked about this also, not necessarily holiday-focused or forward, but I feel like in terms of vegetarian folks and like veganism, don't get me started on that. Um, it, it gets overcomplicated, right? Like, um, people want to pull like all sorts of, and I'm not saying there's necessarily anything wrong with it, but it's like, you know, got to find all these subs, you know what I'm saying? Like got to find like a meat sub, got to find like a dairy sub. We got to like incorporate. And I just, I'm like, what about just good old fashioned vegetables? You know what I'm saying? Especially if you're vegetarian, you have like a little bit more leeway when I'm thinking about doing things like risotto, um, like a really beautiful mushroom pea, you know, and you could use really meaty mushrooms. Or if you want to splurge, you could do like a lobster mushroom type situation. Also, some folks are using like oyster mushrooms and sort of recreating them into being like this scallop dish with pasta, um, which is actually something that I've been wanting to do myself. I've several people that I have loved have done this. I don't know why I haven't. Um, I do know is because like generally speaking, the nights that I am like really cooking is when the kids are home. Right. And Scarlett's five and the hill that she's going to die on is mushrooms. In fact, she actually just recently tried one, you know, just to see what about down? Do I like mushrooms now? And I'm here to report that she, in fact, does not like mushrooms still. And I let her have it. But so that's why I haven't done that yet. But I think that that would be really lovely. Also, everybody loves stuffed things. Get your hands on some acorn squash and do like onions and garlic and mushrooms and sage and thyme, almost like a little stuffing type situation, whack it in your acorn squash and bake that. I mean, you could put breadcrumbs up top. That looks fancy foo. And it also like kind of gives everybody the opportunity to have their own. Um, I did... When Scarlett was first born, I had this side hustle where I basically did meal prep for people. And that was like one of my favorite fall, fall things that I did. Everybody loves an individual situation. You know what I mean? And you could do it even with like a pumpkin, like stuffing an entire pumpkin and serving it straight out of there. That's really, uh, I mean, it makes like a really beautiful centerpiece. I don't know. I feel like there are pastas abound, right? Like pastas with all sorts of, again, mushrooms. You could do like some roasted broccolini um, and some parm. I feel like just don't overcomplicate it, right? Like you don't need, unless you're like, whatever. I mean, if you love fake sausage and you want to like incorporate that, be my guest, if you don't, you know, just like kind of focus on the produce that's around you and you can make like really beautiful 
um, like beet salads, right? Like as a main that are really hearty and that have like a bunch of components. I recently had a beet salad at a restaurant that's just up the street from my house. That's a nice restaurant. And, um, the woman that I was with, uh, jokingly, I mean, it did to, <laughs> in her defense, there was some pickled butternut squash on top of this salad. And she goes, what is this cheddar cheese? Uh, this woman is not a ding dong. I mean, she is, went to culinary school. So it was part, are you for real? Is there like weird shredded cheese on my salad? And also, holy shit, this is pickled butternut squash. <laughs> Uh, don't put cheddar cheese on your butternut squash salad, but, or on your beet salad, sorry. But I love beets. I feel like beets are, and you either love beets or you hate beets, right? Either you're like a stan of beets or you're like, beets taste like dirt. I totally get it. But if you love beets, get creative with those bad boys and make like a big ass, beautiful salad. Get like a handful of different colored ones. I feel like, <clears throat> I don't know. I personally, there is not a lot of produce that I don't really, really love, with the exception of frisee. Ugh. <laughs> and like, yeah, I don't know. I feel, take advantage, like all of my favorite vegetables are in season too right now. Like I love a cruciferous moment. I love, um, Brussels sprouts. Those are so fun, you know, roasted Brussels sprouts in salads. So yes, I would do either personally, I would either do like a really lovely risotto with some like really meaty mushrooms, or I would do, I would stuff some squash. That's what I would do. Have them, roast them, fill them, bake them again. I feel like that's, let me know what you end up doing or like a whole ass pumpkin. That's also an option. Um, or like, yeah, just so many pasta options. Let's not go down that road. Maybe you want me to, but we're not going to because it'll just be a whole segment about vegetarian pasta. I could go on for days. Um, alls, okay, so I love this. Uh, this is a very, that I, I love this. Let's get into it. I'm just starting to date after a long-term relationship and I would love some ideas for impressive but not heavy dinner date ideas to do at home, especially during the holiday season. And I was like, oh shit, that's like, yeah, like that's a thing, right? I, I mean, have I date? Well, anyways, um, when you're thinking about like all of the the things that we typically do this time of year, right? I mean, like when we are gathering, we're generally eating, right? If we're like seeing um, friends or family or whatever, you know, w whether you're meeting up at a restaurant or you're cooking at home, um, I don't know about y'all, but I mean, even after sort of like this first kind of big gathering dinner, I am like, mmm. Okay, like, don't want to do this like every single week for the next um, two and a half months or whatever. And so I don't know. I really love this question. I feel like this kind of gives, obviously, it really depends on like accessibility and, you know, where, where you live. 
But I think that it was like, if you're trying to avoid, especially if you were like getting out there and going on some dates, whether you're doing things at home or you're going out, you know, we don't necessarily have to go out for dinner. Like I was just having this conversation a couple days ago about the idea of like going out for like a drink or a glass of wine and an appetizer, you know, like sharing something and then going home and cooking. You know what I mean? Like I, it doesn't have to be this like, you know, big, bougie, heavy, four coursed, blah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel like if we make more of an effort of just like, okay, what is my time going to look like with this person? And even if y'all are like, okay, but we also love food and Bev. So how can we also incorporate some of that? I think that it's really fun to also just like have people slash somebody, an individual come over and make like, you know, martini and like snacks, you know, and I'm talking like not heavily involved, uh, like put out some olives and put out like some, some nuts. I mean, seriously though, like it sort of gives you like little dishes of little tiny snacks, a cocktail, you know, a thoughtful cocktail. We're not pouring vodka sodas. Okay. <laughs> like a thoughtful, um, like layered cocktail. Okay. Or like, you know, make an appetizer. You can even do that. If you want it to be like a little bit more involved, uh, you know, you can make, do a little crudite with a dip or it doesn't have to be like, here is this whole wheel of brie <laughs> and crude and we're going to eat like this entire, like it doesn't have to be like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, also, I think that it's really fun to... Um, I was going to say like make sushi at the house, but I mean, it is fun, but also just God bless America. It's a whole thing, but also like a, like a crudo or like a sashimi dish type situation. You know what I mean? If you can get your hands on really quality fish and, you know, make a, a little sauce type situation, um, get a bottle of sake. That's something that you could do. And also like, I said, if y'all want to go out first, or if you are, you know, going to be meeting up for, I don't go somewhere, go, go to a distillery. You know what I mean? Like go somewhere that doesn't, and you can have a drink. And also it should be said that if y'all don't drink, like there are lots of dry bars here. There is like cool kombucha bars here. You can always do something like that. And a lot of those places are set up really similarly, right? Some of them might offer snacks. Some of them might not. You can go and meet up there and then go back to the house and make like a really fun mocktail and like share a dessert, you know, share something. You could make a galette. <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> Or you could make like an espresso martini, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be like this big, huge, <clears throat> like heavy type situation. And anyways, God bless you for getting out during cuffing season. I love that for you. Um, and yeah, I mean, from the sounds of things, it kind of sounds like you're really getting yourself out there. So <laughs> like, let me know how this goes and let me know. Um, what you, what you end up doing. And also there's, you're going to have like a go-to, 
Okay, I don't care what anybody says. You're going to have a little bit of a go-to. That's totally fine. But I would really love to know like what your go-to ends up being. <laughs> Circle back, please. So anyways, at the beginning of this, um, I mentioned that, yeah, Buttermoon is going to be a year old. And I have like really been sitting with that and like sitting inside of that and thinking about what the last year has looked like, what it has meant to me, all of the hangups, the snafus, the fails, the big ass victories, the wins, and then like some really low, shitty, like what am I doing moments. And it is like still, I mean, it is like very, very surreal when I tell you that I can like, <clears throat> even like the days leading up to, okay. So just a little bit of backstory. I started this, um, by hosting a bake sale on my front lawn. I made like 218 pieces. I sold out of all of it in two hours. And it was really like the first time that I was like, fuck, like maybe I can actually do this. Like maybe I can actually pull this off. And it 1000% would not be possible without all of the people that I have like really surrounded myself with this last year. As a matter of fact, I met up with a couple um, volunteers from city park farmers market that I was a vendor at this summer, um, because they were so inspired by the community and kind of what some of the vendors do that they've been considering kind of creating their own, um, offerings and wanted to kind of hear my origin story and, what that looked like and what the last year has looked like and, you know, how I landed on the products that I chose and, and then some more logistics type stuff, right? Like what kind of licensing that it required. And even that, like I said, just these weeks building up to this, like this has been something that has been pressing on me anyways, but then kind of reliving it and, and really sharing my story all the way back to, you know, uh, one of the women asked me, like, have you always been a baker? Like, are you a pastry chef? And I'm like, no, I obsessively and compulsively made buttermilk biscuits after I had a miscarriage in 2019. And, um, you know, whenever you talk about something like that, whenever you mention something like that, like the, it has the capacity, um, I mean, it changes everything, right? It like changes the tone. It changes the mood for other people, right? Because nobody knows exactly. And I, and I respect that. And I totally, you know, and also that can be really uncomfortable for some other people, but mostly I just look at it as like, damn, like really and truly look, you know, cause now that was, that was two years ago. And like also that, right? Like, so the amount of time that I've been baking biscuits, I mean, it's like a blink of an eye, you know, but we talked a lot about, um, just community, right? I mean, it's not even necessarily about the product, not to me, 
And also not to one of the women that I, I met up with last night. It's really about the community and sort of like being in community with other like-minded people. And that was really, you know, baking the product and all of that. That's, it's obviously something that I love. Otherwise I wouldn't do it. But I just, this was hands down the hardest, most beautiful, most absolute scariest, shittiest, trying, exciting, wonderful, wondrous year that I have ever had in my whole life. And without a shadow of a doubt, you know, it's, it's not because, you know, I'm, I'm going through a divorce. It's not because I, you know, left a situation that was no longer serving me or my family or what I want my life to look like it. You know, it was, (laughs) it's really the people that have, championed me and my kids and my business. And it's just really been like this sort of circle, right? It was like, I'm supporting Buttermoon, which in in turn supports me and my family and allows me to sort of like get my footing and get my bearings. And as I enter this new season of expansion and growth and thinking about, you know, what I'm going to be doing this next year and and where I want my business to go and what I want my family to look like. I just am not just right now, but generally speaking, overwhelmed at just the community and like why I do the things that I do and, you know, why I, um, exist in community with the people that I choose, why I work with the people that I choose to work with in my business and in my personal life. And while that's really important to me, why I choose to not work with specific folks and businesses and, you know, and that sort of thing too. I just, whether it's this podcast, whether it's the bakery, whether it's the writing that I do, whether it's, you know, whatever sort of social media presence that I have, whether it's my, um, food and storytelling group on Facebook called Feed Me a Story. I feel so surrounded with good and love. And at the end of the day, um, that's absolutely why I'm still standing. And so, if and when you're listening to this, know that you're a part of that. Know that I hold all of that very close to my heart and like have a, have a drink, have a coffee, eat some cake, better yet, eat some pie or some galette in celebration of like what a year it's been and how grateful I am to share space and break bread with all of y'all. And as we enter in this season, I just couldn't be any more grateful. I really couldn't. I just, you know, I have a lot to be grateful for and I'm grateful for y'all and I'll catch up with y'all next week. Bye.